welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze Suicide Squad by each individual minute. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And my name is Nathan. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate. And I am Alessandro Maniscalco. I'm a co-contributor to the JLU Podcast, which you can follow on Twitter at JLU Podcast. And you can find me on Vero or on Twitter at Raverin. You can check out our completed scene-by-scene analysis of Suicide Squad, and we're currently working on Justice League. And for those of you asking for the Snyder Cut, keep fighting that good fight. Hashtag release the Snyder Cut. Alrighty, and today we're talking about minute number 38 of Suicide Squad, which is going to start with uh, Incubus's host uh, wandering the subway in a very... uh, uh, confused state and then um the minute's gonna end with him destroying a train so uh or a subway it's still a train still a train <laughs> yeah subway <laughs> subway train um, this is one of my favorite minutes in the movie it is a very good it's a little spooky yeah it's, spook- it's a little uh, I, I think I, it's incredibly it, spooky and i i think it's funny that they you know warner brothers didn't think this was too scary to put in a movie yeah. Like a, I, I think <laughs> they did. It's like a Cronenberg, uh, the Carpenter style, spooky in my opinion. I'm I'm not sure if it. I'm not sure. I think it's I think it's an intact piece of film from the original version. I think this is how they wanted it. Uh, this, but, in my opinion, this whole minute screams Justice League Dark. Mm. Yes. Yeah, yeah I, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. And I think this was this scene, this minute that we got right here was in the trailer. This was our first glimpse into, you know, the kind of problem. I think this when, was in a trailer. Th- this when he destroys the train oh. is like our first glimpse. Oh, you got me there. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa pump. Whoa. Hang on. <laughs> well, the funny this thing is that I, I had heard somewhere and it might have been, you know, just BS, but. I had heard somewhere that maybe uh, Incubus was added and was not even a part of the original cut. I heard that too. Yes. And I don't know where, I could not tell you where, but I remember that floating around. Maybe it was us talking about it. Yeah, I think... <laughs> but uh, that was that, when you said that, that is very familiar to me. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that's and that's kind of why this there's some questions we get here. So Incubus is host. He's wandering the subway... Um, he's all disoriented. He looks really cool with the possessed eyes. It, l- it looks really cool at the moment. And then he's he falls down and he starts having like convulsions and he start you know like a possession is actually taking over his body. And we see some people starting to assist. The first thing is a police officer. Which well, see now if- before you get into that, I'm w- I was wondering if if maybe he was doing that as bait to attract people to him. Probably. Now, I, yeah, that's just one one idea. I, I'm not saying mm-hmm. that you know that's necessarily what I gleaned from it. Just in general, that could have been one of one of the reasons, one of the possibilities of what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's safe to agree with that. Yeah. yeah, I think you know, Incubus is like, okay, I'm in the middle. There's a lot of people here. Let's do this. And then open like, up this pit. Yeah, and then starts throwing bows. Yeah, um, and then just gets into it and gets people to start to pay attention to him. Um, and yeah, I, absolutely. I think it's, you know, that's exactly what his plan is to do is to get attention on him and to get people to get near him. Um, but the first person to respond is an actual police officer. And I think this is one of those things where 
David Ayer is is promoting, you know, like police officers and and the and their how they protect people and and stuff like that, which is fine. But and but there's something that you would notice here where it's like the police officer he comes over to help, but then all of a sudden this other guy shows up. You know, he's in a business attire, and he's like, oh, don't worry, I'm a physician. He's not even, don't worry. He sounds uh, like, oh, shit, I got to do this. Really? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm a physician. Yeah, it's like he clearly wasn't, he, you see him standing right back once he falls over, and he wasn't like, oh, snap, let me go right there. He's standing in the back bed, bed there. Like, he comes over, he's like, oh, mm. All right, I'm a physician. Like, I see what you he mean. He even does that head shake. It's like, all right, got got to do this. What like he's he's reluctant? Yeah, like he doesn't jump in right away. He's waiting, and then when yeah. the cop call, calls for help, then he's just like mm-hmm. puts his bag down. He's and reluctant, like, right. which may be that honestly may be a genuine reaction that physicians in subway stations have. Where there, who am I to say? Uh, Where it's like, oh shit! All right, I gotta step in. Yeah, I mean they're not. I'm obviously they're one. I'm pretty sure doctors don't think of themselves as heroes, so they're probably not jumping at every bit to let me come save the day. It's probably just like a oh crap, kick it into gear. Well, it's uh, possible that you know he didn't want to, he didn't want to just jump in and and you know jump on the the cops' jurisdiction. He wanted to steer clear mm-hmm. until it was obvious that he was needed. Yeah, I I think there is a. A subliminal message of like you know hero or these cop, are the true heroes the, the the cop is the true hero and and there's something about it where you know the cop he's the first one to respond obviously he is a hero he tries to come in and save this person um but he's not the first one to get attacked and normally you would think like oh this this person is going to come check on this possessed person like this is going to lead to a jump jump scare kind of thing and so you know, he comes in, and but then it's this other guy who comes in, and he's like, oh, I'm a physician. And he's the first one to get attacked, not the police officer, um, this physician guy. And I think there's something there where it's like, oh, we want to show that the police officer is the hero, but we don't want him to get hurt or be the victim. Yeah. He wants this other guy who is, like, reluctant. He's like, I'm a physician. I'll help. You know, you know, there's... I'm, Instead of, like, him being like, out of the way, I'm a physician. And then he dies instantly. <laughs> like, oh, man. Yeah. Why'd they kill the doctor? <laughs> or, but see, that would have been the reaction. Now it's like, that. okay, you can kill the asshole. <laughs> yeah. It's like the, they didn't want the police officer to get hurt. They didn't yeah. want people to go, oh, the police officer got hurt. They're like, no, he's okay. It's like, okay, he's not a dog. I mean, he's not, he's not, I'm not going to get offended if he dies. Like, like, mm. it's just, it seems weird that they you in- might not, but maybe some people. Yeah. Don't. Some people, some like, why the police officer get hurt? It's like, okay, it's just a random police officer it's just a normal person like how many police officers die in godzilla is it like a normal it's a you should you looked at me like why i like dude (laughs) (laughs) that's that's a staple yeah it's like okay i think they can get hurt i mean we see uh i guess they can only die in in glory or honor or something something honorable same thing when it comes to like soldiers and stuff like that but also david there is a war filmmaker yeah so, so i, I mean it's it i'm i'm not mad at it i'm not saying that hey good it's but i i'm picking up what you're putting down my man. yes um so then the physician gets attacked and i and i feel like you find it spooky oh I, yeah I, any like uh body dysmorphia is that what it oh, is yeah Dism- definitely that's like cronenberg J- john carpenter okay. style things mm-hmm. that creeps me out and this entity moving with the hands and the arms and like the legs just like like it's like it's there's still the really people real people sorry if i kick your toe like 
kicking yeah. their legs across the ground and, and clawing at it with their real arms. It's not just like an amorphous blob just rolling. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. The blob doesn't scare me. It reminds the me of a scaled homunculus me. from Full Metal Alchemist. That, again, a terrifying experience right. from my childhood. <laughs> the whole anime. Is yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, it, and I'm glad that anime scared me. <laughs> it's the twitching of humans or, or weird limbs. You know, I think there is an actual phobia for people that, you know. There is a phobia a lot for, of limbs, for limbs and stuff. Yeah. You know, a lot of yeah. hands and feet and stuff like that. Like that freaks people out. I don't think I, it's just, it's, I don't think I'm like freaked out by it, but it's one of those things in movies where it's like, oh yeah, you're, that's check off on Nate's uh, creepy ne- list. Um, Neil Blomkamp, the guy who did, yeah. uh, what are those films? Yeah, <laughs> what is, what is the first one? District nine and then district the, nine and then Jackie Elysium. and then Elysium. Yeah. yeah, yeah so, yeah. He has his own uh, studio now that he makes his own like little short films and stuff like that. He has a film. Um, I can't remember the name of it, but it's a you can find it on YouTube. And the alien that is on this Arctic base um, that they have to run away from is a failed uh, stem cell research thing mm-hmm. that they were creating. And so this alien is just mass producing limbs over and over. Limbs oh, on wow. top of limbs on top of limbs. And it's like its whole head is just a bunch of eyeballs. Its Ooh. hands are a bunch of arms. And it's it's Neil Blomkamp playing on that phobia that people have for yeah. a lot of those body parts. And it is one of the freakiest horror short films I've ever seen on YouTube. Man. You guys should definitely check it out. It is terrifying because this thing comes around the corner. And it the, every time you see this thing, it's terrifying. And it's it's just like twenty arms on each on each oh, li- and weird. then like a lot of feet. It's like it is truly disgusting. And that's one of those things where you see in the scene with this amalgamation of human bodies as they roll across the subway floor is actually very very terrifying. Um, and it's and that's why I want to like this scene. But, but then it, it morphs into something a little silly. Yeah, it, it morphs into an action figure. <laughs> It does morph into an action figure. It, it morphs into something that in a comic book it is very cool to see. And Again, know, yeah, Justice League Dark. Like yes. I like the design of you, Incubus, that you're going for, at least the back of your head. But I don't know what you look like before. <laughs> what was your, what did you, so is this your normal form? Um, or are you made up of metal? Are you, what are you? I saw that Thor movie with that thing with the fire and the suit of armor. Are you the same thing? I don't know. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like, um, I like what Incubus turns into. Um, but what's the precedent? Mm-hmm. Like, what is... And, and and it went from something really creepy and scary to... An action figure? A model. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like... Uh, a CG model. And so that's... No, no, no. CG, no, like a, like a snap-type model. Like, let me put this together in two hours on a Saturday. Oh, no, with the... No, um, with no nail file. The... Um, <laughs> The when you buy action figures and they come with like the one arm and the or the build a set, yeah, he's a he's a he's a build a figure, build a figure, he's a build a the figure. big fig yeah. that you that you buy six action I think figures. Steppenwolf was the new one. He Steppenwolf. almost looks like and Steppenwolf, Steppenwolf looks yeah. exactly like his action figure. Yeah, <laughs> he looks exactly like it, <laughs> and that was so disappointing. Anyway, you guys remember what Ares looked like as an action figure? Mm-hmm. Don't because it's really sad to go back to that. Um, by the way, I but think like they went from this creepy limb crawling around the subway thing to uh just a what is he is he a machine he looks like a machine he's getting powered by electricity you're gonna build a machine 
because these people worship machines, but you also hate machines, and then you're going to build a machine to he looks destroy like, him. He looks like a really good Justice League Dark character, but mm-hmm. he also looks like a Sinestro Core lantern. Like, he looks... Is it because of lighting? It is the lighting. Light? It is the lighting. And I think he looks cool. Like, he does look cool, and what he's doing is kind of cool, but I mm-hmm. think this scene is like a post-production type thing where it was like, hey, let's add an Incubus... Let's make it. I think it's. I think it's supposed to be less terrifying than it was supposed to be. Mm. Um, what? Because they're uh, they're destroying the subway and there's no one in it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Alex. Well, I think it looks really cool. The angle and the way the subway is coming at him, and you're looking over his shoulder. And I think uh, I, there is one shot where it looks like uh, his he's formed a sort of. Um, shell around him and which which comes off and then he sort of hatches into this thing uh, yeah almost like a like a doomsday's cocoon type thing yeah, yeah. like he's using the, he's, this, the I guess the parts of the the humans he's absorbed and creating this new form for himself which kind of makes you wonder why Enchantress can't do that their brother and sister yeah it's like what kind of powers is he? I feel like he should have just been the same spooky looking possessed, you know, <laughs> ghost demon person as, as Enchantress. He's not even the only thing that changes about this businessman is the eyes. Uh, I don't maybe be, uh, no, she was ingested the same way. Enchantress broke the idol, just like she broke the idol and made the guy breathe it. Uh, their possession is completely different. Maybe maybe they're just different. Maybe that's kind of like their quote race of beings. Oh uh, yeah, where they okay they possess through that smoke and but then like Apollo having a hammer and someone else having something else. <laughs> I, I think yeah, I think so. I think the the way he Perseus be, having a sword. There we go. Or yeah, or more think, like you know Hercules having strength and Zeus wielding lightning. There you go. That would have been the most. The, easiest one (laughs) (laughs) um i think the way he um consumes energy determines how he looks i think the the human beings that he consumes and the the power that he gets from the subway track i think that helps define how he looks as a character um because he enters some sort of amniotic sac uh, that seems organic but then it it breaks apart and it disappears um so it's hard to tell if it's just like a a magical like incantation and it does look um, like his final form looks sim- a little similar to that original uh person that he had possessed yeah and it does and seem like he needs that electricity to also um catalyze whatever reaction he needs the uh the the tentacles that that show up in the very beginning of his possession mm-hmm. they seem to look like his final form with his the same kind of color palette right? right like um so maybe maybe this is some somehow what he used to look like um maybe it's just a a mixture of both of those um it it's interesting to to kind of think of like it was this the design the whole way through the way that I'm thinking about it is like maybe there's some sort of um, South American or Mayan or whatever like demon or deity figure that mm-hmm. looked like that with like a big 
headdress or something on yeah. with me being PC. Um, and it seems like he's trying to mimic that same like uh, god yeah. king aspect. Reminds that me they of had uh, there's a, a Mortal Kombat character that looks like that, and he's like a, yeah, a yeah, sun yeah, god. Yeah, absolutely. I can't um, remember his name, which is like something Khan. It's not Shao mm-hmm. Khan. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the one that comes after him, the new emperor. Um, that's who he looks like, and that's who he reminds me of. So he he looks like um, a uh, you know Mortal Kombat character. Um, in the Injustice game, he is like an undead giant zombie. Um, Enchantress is playable in the Injustice games, and uh, Enchantress looks more like her Justice League dark self, with there's like green uh, suit kind of, mm-hmm. but her brother Incubus, who you can summon, is just a giant. Uh, uh, he looks like Groot almost, um, like if Groot met Swamp Thing, kind of like that. So he's just like a yeah. giant mummified brother. But he doesn't look anything like this. Uh, this design is very cool in this film. I, I think it's it's awesome. I just think when it comes to the DC Cinematic Universe, usually when something is or- organically shown or something like that, um, there's usually some context of why they look like that. You know, where General Zod's body gets deformed to look like Doomsday. So mm-hmm. that you can obviously look at all the pieces that have been laid out and you can explain why he looks like the way he does versus the way that he is at the end of Dawn of Justice. Um, Or even with Krypton, we have an explanation of why everything looks organic and the way Mm -hmm. that they come from things. Um, And so there's usually a lot of explaining, but with Incubus, to go from the way Enchantress looks, you would expect this dude to have looked like like the host with like, Possession, tattoos, and mm-hmm. pos- and like in black makeup. And cool hula skirt well, that's what I was getting at. I I do think that he looks a little bit like his original host, just like Enchantress looks a little bit like, you know, June Moon. Mm-hmm. She gets an outfit change though. Well, this guy gets a completely <laughs> maybe buffed body. Know, <laughs> it's possible that this actor who's who's known for doing stunts is the one who just motion captures the uh, well, incubus. It's probably safe to assume. Yeah, and so he's just like, you know, it's just like I get to I play as that guy that I possess, and I I do the motion capture for Incubus in the film. You know what I don't really care for? Hmm? CGI big bad guys. You sure about that? Not entirely, but as of right now, I'm a little. It's it's a little. Uh, you don't care about Doomsday. It's that's a different. Do you care story. about Thanos? Stop. It's a different story. <laughs> no, I don't care about Thanos. Not in the movies. In the book, it's another different story. So Elaine, <laughs> I don't know I don't if I'm pronouncing this right, but Elaine Chenoin plays the dual role of Incubus and the businessman whose body mm-hmm. was possessed. Okay. Cool. Also, I think you were talking about Kotal Khan in Mortal Kombat. Kotal Khan. Mm. There we go. And I think Thank the you. movie that you're referring to is Zygote. What movie was I referring to? The Neil, uh, what's his face? Neil Blanc, the YouTuber. Oh, the short film. yes, Zygote. That is exact. Thank you, Alex. Sure. Dang. The research. Keeping track. That movie. Watch that movie. Or don't. It's terrifying. Either way. <laughs> Uh, definitely give it a, give it a watch. Um, I think it's only like 30 minutes anyways. Um, yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's a really cool scene regardless or cool minute. At least I am very much entertained. The, the poster that we see in the subway confirms that we are in Midway city, which is a 
a city that we're familiar with in comics, you know, Hawkman and Hawkgirl, I think they're both from Midway City, or at least Hawkman is. And so I think Midway City uh, represents Chicago in the real world. Like, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure you're right. Yeah, Midway, which is also... Or um, Seattle. What's Midway? It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's in the, Chicago. Yeah, I, I think Midway, Chicago, which mm-hmm. is where Midway Studios, the company that created Mortal Kombat, is from, which is Chicago. So I think I think we're on to something here. Well, it's supposed to be Midwestern U.S., so... So it could uh, just be anything. Based loosely <laughs> on Chicago. Based loosely. There we there go. go. Okay. We have uh, Alex is our designated man in the chair. <laughs> looks up information for mm-hmm. us. So yeah, Midway. So as I guess this film takes place in in what is Chicago, where Metropolis was New York and Gotham is New Jersey. So um, it is kind of cool to have stories take place now in other DC property cities. Um, as we go further into this DC cin- cinematic universe, um, it is really cool to see stuff like that, and it's, it's it's cool that they use the city from from the books and go, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna base this in Midway City now. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool to see that. Actually, um, funny funny thing is that's what Wikipedia says, but if you go to the DC database Wikia, it says Northern Michigan. Okay, I thought I'm, well, that's still that's that could that's still Chicagoish e. <laughs> He's like, it's not technically in the same state, no, but it's still in the general. <laughs> well, look, Midwest or whatever. <laughs> yeah, there we I go. think, yeah, I think this is something that uh, DC in general, like, I think the folks that control DC have to put their foot down and go, this city is this city, and that city is that city. No, yeah, I don't. I, I mean, I don't should. think they they have to do that. I think it's fine being. You a, would want them shouting out New York. Oh, okay, we're going to New York. Well, that's but that's Marvel's do, thing, you know. They have real cities. Yeah. DC has their, you know, fake fictitious cities. So, again, but I, I think the question is, d- does New York City and Metropolis exist? Do they both exist, no. or is no. one the one other? Is the I other. think, I yeah, I, I think in DC, I don't DC, think New York does not exist. There is a New, New York, York City. city. No, there is not. I think Metropolis is, New York, is New York City. Yeah. Okay. I'm just saying, I don't think it's, uh, I think sometimes some of the writers forget and they go, oh, we're going to, you know, we're going to San Francisco today. And it's like, don't you mean Keystone City? It's like, <laughs> yeah. And then they'll add things like, oh, well, we're going to Detroit. And then someone could have been like, don't you mean Midway? Like, yeah. it's like well, no, it's not Detroit. It's yeah. just two different cities. Um, exactly. That's what but it's like. Uh, one I'm of going to things. Jersey City. Don't you mean Gotham? Yeah. It's, it's like, and then here's the weird thing. Is they only do that for North America, but then they'll be like, oh, Superman was spotted in Iraq today. And it was like, mm. uh, don't you mean insert fake DC <laughs> city here? And it's like, why don't the other countries get some? Mm. I guess in Dawn of Justice, we got Nairobi, which was a totally made up right. city, um, which is which is great. Keep doing that. Keep, keep making fake cities because that's what the DC is. You guys have these fake cities. You have Central City. You have... Star City and Keystone City, like Coast City. Yeah. Coast Commit. City. I was gonna say you can't forget Coast City, man. That's a that's a tragedy. Yeah, but yeah. I already said three. You gotta keep going. Co- yeah, okay, well, take one out. And add Coast City. <laughs> Rest in peace. You're the editor. You fix it. How many times <laughs> has Coast City been destroyed? Jeez. 
Yeah. Okay, now, again, people are going to get mad at me. I think it was just re-destroyed now. Yeah. And, and yeah, and that was a thing in continuity. Sorry about people that aren't keeping up. I don't keep up either, but I saw a, a cover of a, probably the Green Lantern, and it was like Coast City and Destruction. I was like, man, they got it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're done. I guess it's just a constant. Like One of those things, uh, you can't beat fate. Coast City's just always got to get destroyed. I don't know. I don't write it. Call yeah. Jeff Johns. <laughs> no, not anymore. Rather not. <laughs> um, but that's all I have for this one. It's a. I mean, it's a good short and sweet mm-hmm. scene. It's it's really. Uh, it's got its spooks. It's got its be- big bad villain. I I do care for big bad villains as opposed to we get both in this film. We're gonna get a big bad CGI villain mm-hmm. or nameless mindless uh, army. Mm-hmm. So we get both. Um, I don't care about the latter. Yeah. Some people want that. Some people want the Chitari mm-hmm. alien thing. I don't care about it at all. I'd rather have the Thanos or the Doomsday or Incubus. I'd rather have that. I think it's it sets up for a much cooler thing. Or some people want the Lex Luthor. You know? Yeah. Give me the Lex Luthor. Give me the, the Zod. What That's is, what I want. Hans Gruber. They want that. They want that kind of character. That. Or a Rogues Gallery. That's always just fun. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, let's end it. Uh, if you enjoyed everything you heard, or you want to tell us what your favorite type of villain is, you can find us at all social media at DCEU Minutes and the Facebook group, the DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society. And we'll catch you guys tomorrow for minute number 39 of Suicide Squad.